Thank you for listening to The Luminous Mind. Special Mother's Day bonus episode, Alina Fernandez, The Positive Mom. I felt my heart full and my joy complete in just a moment, just by looking up, looking around, and seeing the good things that are already in your life. Benjamin Franklin once said, Do not curse the darkness, rather light a candle instead. If you're ready to set your mind on fire, then prepare yourself for the Luminous Mind with your host, Rebecca Bowman. Today's fire starter is Elina Fernandez. The positive mom encourages, empowers, and equips moms to have more influence at home, more impact in the world, more income to make it happen so that they can live a life with joy, balance, and success on their own terms without guilt, struggles, and overwhelm. Her philosophy is be positive and you'll be powerful. Elena is a vegan Latino homeschooling mother of all girls living in Texas as an author, speaker, and award-winning mama petitioner. <laughs> Elena teaches moms how to turn their pain into their purpose and their passion into their paycheck by developing a millionaire mom mindset. Elena considers herself a geekness and word nerd and blogs at thepositivemom.com where she pours her heart out about topics of motherhood, mama pitcher, <laughs> you're going to have to totally say that again, and motivation for moms. I was in my kitchen trying to say that with my daughter and we were just <laughs> laughing because I was just slaughtering it. Anyway, welcome, uh, Elena. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I am so pleased and so excited to be here with you. It is an honor. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I am so impressed with her personal story, but I kind of shared a little bit about you. Do you want to go ahead and give us a little bit more background information about your family, hobbies, and passions? Oh, absolutely. Well, um, I have three girls. They are 11, 12, and 19 months. So oh. you can imagine <laughs> yeah, how crazy my household is right now. And uh, I am happily married. My husband's name is Taylor. And we just love everything that has to do with words. We, we're word nerds. We like technology. And uh, I really am very passionate about helping other moms and paying it forward and empowering them to believe in themselves and equipping them with tools that they can use to better themselves and be more positive so they can then raise positive children. And I love to encourage them and and be motivational in everything that I do because I think that Sometimes we don't have the courage to go from once upon a time to happily ever after. So <laughs> that's, that's my my purpose is is to help them do that. That is wonderful. Um, do you want to give our audience a little bit of your background story of like where you came from and um, kind of some of those struggles in your life and how you came about becoming a homeschooling mom? Absolutely. Well. You know, it's been a very long journey um, since I grew up in the Dominican Republic. I grew up in poverty, and it was uh, something that a lot of people can imagine because poverty in the United States and poverty in a developing uh, country are definitely not the same. Some of the things that we take for granted living in the United States, like having electricity or running water or hot water in the shower, <laughs> <laughs> having a toilet, having, a, you know, meals to eat with your family. Those are some of the things that we consider luxury when we are poor in other countries. And I experienced all of that growing up. And I really, really dreamed of having a better life. Um, one of the memories that is dearer or dearest to, to my heart is going through the trash, trying to find toys with my little brother and finding a treasure and 
uh, when you think about the term or the phrase that some uh, another person's trash is one person treasure, you can even imagine that for us it was a highlights magazine that we found. It was very soggy and. It didn't smell too nice <laughs> because it had been in the dumpster for quite a while and probably rain and, and waste got into it. But when we saw it, what we focused on was the, really, the real beauty of people's faces and, and the expressions of joy and prosperity and happiness that these people exuded and especially the children so my brother and I decided that we wanted to be like those kids we wanted to be like they were to experience what they experienced and to feel how they felt and to have what they had and I remember having the realization that I wanted to learn English because the magazine was in English and we couldn't understand it. So I needed to decode <laughs> <laughs> the the key and the formula to happiness. I'm still that way today. I, I have to get to the bottom of things. And so I was really passionate to find out how to create that life for myself and for my brother and for my, my entire family. And uh, fast fa forward to, you know, my adulthood, there, there was a, a moment, a defining moment in my life in which I was able to use the principles that I learned and in that moment, I was seven years old, Rebecca. I was really uh, tiny. I still am. I'm 49. <laughs> but She's I was, super cute, though. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so um, I actually was able to utilize what I discovered that day in the dumpster in the ravine with my brother when I actually found myself at two o'clock in the morning in a tiny room with a microwave in a bathroom where my kids were sleeping and I woke up with a very strange feeling in my heart and actually to be exact the feeling was in my stomach and at that moment up until that moment I had been living in California with my then husband and we had moved cross country to Florida and we were staying in this room waiting for our happily ever after. We were going to buy a house. We were going to um, raise the kids. I was going to stay at home. I was really excited, really happy in the surface. But then I found out that he was gone. Oh, I Yes, I received this note uh, that he had left and I read it and I understood that he was gone and that I was left a single mom, resourceless because I had just moved to that town. Um, I didn't have family in the country. I didn't have my support system, my friends, my trusted, uh, trusted confidence, nobody to call at two o'clock in the morning, nobody to ask for help. Um, my family couldn't travel at that time. And so it was a real, real strange situation because I looked in, on the ground and actually I always chuckle at the fact that he had left the car seats for the girls. They were one and two at that time, two tiny toddlers. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a car and I didn't know how to drive. So <laughs> that was <laughs> <laughs> That is funny. Yes, and uh it was actually now I look at it as a sign that I needed to take the wheel. I needed to take the wheel in my life. I needed to learn the tools and the the skills to move forward to to be with my girls. But of course I didn't get that right away. I mean, what do you think I did when I heard the news or when I read the news, I started to panic, right? Yeah, I would be crying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think, you know, I think I couldn't even cry because I was so shocked and I was in so much deep darkness at that moment. I just fell to the ground and I didn't want to get up. I didn't know what to do because I thought my life is over. He took everything. I have nothing. I don't know what to do. 
what am I going to do to start? So I started having all those negative thoughts and negative emotions, sadness, frustration, hatred, and resentment, of course, and all kinds of deep felt emotions that you cannot believe how they enveloped me. I couldn't see. It was it was a blinding moment of darkness. So I remember that I was in the fetal position and it occurred to me that I needed to look up. And it was one of those moments in which one thing that you do all the time changes everything. And so I looked up and I looked around and guess what I saw? I saw my two babies Uh (laughs) and they were the light in that darkness. They were the sign that he didn't take everything. As a matter of fact, he took nothing. He left the best part. And for that, I am grateful. I am eternally grateful to him. He left my girls. Elisha was two. Elisa was one. And they were right there sleeping like two little angels. And they radiated this light that dissipated the darkness almost instantly. I felt my heart full and my joy complete in just a moment. Just by looking up, looking around and seeing the good things that are already in your life. And not focusing on the dumpster on the waste, on the, you know, achiness, on the sogginess of the situation. And we all find ourselves in our own personal dumpster or dark moment. And the, the key that I want everybody to get is that we can find that treasure. We can focus on that treasure. We can dig and we can look around and we can look up and we can find that thing that will make it all happy and complete. So that that was one of the things that I learned. And I want to share two other things, if you allow me, Rebecca. Yes, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So as you can imagine, just having my girls didn't solve all my problems. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had to realize two other things. And number one, or number two in this case is I had to know what was going to happen for from that moment forward. And I didn't just decide, well, I'm going to do this or that, or um, this is the next step for me. So two things had to happen. Number one, I had to access a vision of what was possible for me. And God is so great. And he just put this vision in my heart. At that moment, I started thinking of all things about a movie that I had seen called Life is Beautiful. And it's in Italian. And I love that language. It's my favorite in the entire world. (laughs) So I had seen it a lot of times just to hear the, the beautiful sounds and because the story was so compelling. So have you ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. Oh, my goodness. Well, it is amazing, and I recommend it. I'm going to ruin it for you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still worth seeing, okay? Okay. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) Um, He is in a concentration camp, and he's with his son. They are separated from their mother from the mother and he's uh, right now in that situation a single dad with a son and they are in a concentration camp and so he makes believe or pretends he has this game with his son and and they are having fun the entire time because it's a game and it's a contest and it's it's a fun uh, reality for them and that's what he created So he never knew, the son never knew what was really going on. And I thought about this movie, and of course, that was a God thing, because out of everything that I needed to think about, (laughs) I I think that was probably last priority. (laughs) But I understood the message. I felt felt that in, in that moment that they didn't have to know My girls didn't have to know and suffer what I was suffering, that I could actually focus on the good things, that I could actually make it a fun, good 
and joyful environment for them so that they could live a positive life. And in that moment is when I thought about the highlights kids. I thought that my girls could have the highlights kids childhood, that the vision that God put on me within me at the dumpster and now he was bringing it back was for a reason. And so I started imagining and, and thinking about my girls getting married and I would be walking them down the aisle and they would be happy, successful, powerful, confident, joyful. And so I wanted to make that happen so badly. And so what is what I asked at that moment is what if? What if this can really happen? What if this really is what God wants me to, to follow, to to pursue. And so with that question, I had the ability to tune into a different frequency in my heart. Before I was a victim, I was just in shock, in darkness, within deep negativity, I was drowning. And now instead I was Thinking about possibilities, just by asking what if, you can access possibilities of things that, that, that can happen for you, that will happen for you. Because I think that when God gives you a vision, he'll also give you the provision to make it happen. So, so that is uh, something that I know for a fact to be true. And so the third thing that happened is that because I couldn't come up with a to-do list, <laughs> I actually, <laughs> yes, I'll first do this and then do that. I, you know, it was a foreign country. I had never been a single mom. I was a new mom, if you think about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were. So, yeah, I wasn't even used to the mom thing too well when I needed to explore a new <laughs> department. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically I decided, you know what, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to make a to-be list. And so I decided to be positive, like that man in that movie. His name is Guido. So I decided to be like Guido and be positive and be playful and be excited and be motivational and be empowering for my kids because I didn't know what to do. So I, at least I could be that. And I started being that. I mean, when I said in the beginning that I it was a pretend or or a make-believe game, that's what it looked like, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, as I started, it wasn't fake it till you make it. It was faith it till you make it. I had the faith to play that role. It wasn't fake. It actually came from my heart and, and it became my identity. So what the third step is, is making a to-be list. I it, love that. And, you know, when you say, how, how can I do this? Well, by being this, by becoming that, because that is really what's going to guide you to your true purpose rather than the to-dos, which, you know, will be there, of course. There were steps that, that I took, but they were guided by the bigger purpose of whom I wanted to become and, and the model that I wanted to be, the mentor that I wanted to be for my daughters. Well, I think your message is so powerful because... I mean, as a homeschooling mom, especially, we hear a lot of, well, I'd like to, but I can't because, you know, yes. and then we hear the, all the long lists of reasons why they can't, you know, they may be frustrated with their situation and they may not like this or that, but, you know, then they make these excuses of why they can't have that. How did you, <laughs> I just am so blown away with how you created that. And I mean, how did that all come about? Did it just one day at a time and just trying to be positive? And then it's just amazing to me that a girl that grows up in poverty and then has this horrific thing happen in a foreign country can go from that mindset. Well, you know, from that upbringing to the millionaire mom mindset. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, for that. And I, I think there are several things, you know, and when you talk about homeschooling, that was another breakthrough moment for me because at that moment, you know, I had I had never been to school in the United States where my girls would be going to school. <laughs> I had never taught kids and um, English is my second language. 
Um, so obviously, I had some doubts and some, um, I would say, self-limiting beliefs. And, and so what I have to offer at this point is that I think that when you're clear about your why, the how really just, you know, just shows up. And, and, and what that means is, you know, it's very woo-woo to say, okay, be positive every day. And it's not that easy. I know that. Well, especially when you're in the moment. I mean, like uh, you're penniless and homeless. Yes. Yes. I I didn't know where my kids were going to be sleeping the next day or where our next meal was going to come from or how I I was going to rent an apartment when I didn't even have a bank account, you know, (laughs) (laughs) let alone a job or credit. (laughs) <laughs> so, so yes, I, I understand that. And these are valid reasons why I, you know, my life would, would have ended. Um, I couldn't go back to my country with my girls because I didn't have custody. So, so yeah, there are many things that are real and, and we're not discounting that. Um, what I'm saying is that my why was to see my girls empowered and to see my girls successful and happy. So every time I something was coming at me and they came strong at me and, and I'm really tiny, so they wanted to bring <laughs> me down. <laughs> but I, I access that vision again. We we're going back to that. It's like, how much do I want that? Yeah. Is this worth it for me? And I think that's the key to, to the excuses. You know, it's... How much do you want it? When we homeschool, I think that as homeschoolers, we have uh, one core motivation, and it is that we care about our children's soul and our children's well-being. We want them to prosper and to to learn and, and love themselves in the process and love learning in the process. We want them to to be guided, to be self-directed. So there are many reasons why we homeschool. But I think the core thing is find out why. Find out why you made the decision, why you decided to take the plunge, and go back to that because that's what's going to keep you going. Yeah, That's what's going to keep you strong. So what is your why, can I ask? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you know, I was just really not aware that you could homeschool. My, I, it's still hard for me to explain it to my family and friends in the Dominican Republic because that is there is not ch- such thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so for me, it was a very new concept, and I think that I was guided to it at kind of precept by precept because it. it it started showing up in different ways. I had never met any homeschooling families or um, known anybody who was homeschooled. Um, so when I learned about homeschooling, it immediately was attractive to me, but I didn't know enough. So I think that when I started thinking about homeschooling, there were three things that I... I think were more at most attractive to me. Number one, it was the the pace. Uh, I have two girls. Well, I have three now, but at that moment, I had two girls that were uh, wonderfully and fearfully made, <laughs> <laughs> completely opposite. Okay, so they were unique, and one learns at a very fast pace, and and she's you know she gets bored easily. Uh, because she's so fast and so ex- grasps concepts and wants to move on to the next thing. And then I have the other one who loves to wander and wander and dream and and take her time. And, and so um, I was seeing that disconnect. And so the pace was very attractive to me um, that they could be themselves and still learn you know, with the attributes and with the speed and with the the interests of who they are. Um, the second one, I think it was, um, I would say that my belief, my core belief that parents are supposed to, I would say, or, or 
called to be their children's teachers. And so I wanted to make sure to take to take charge, to take the wheel, uh, as we mentioned before, and make sure that my children learned the, the things that I have learned but in, a, in a better way. They are very, um, I would say, blessed that we live in, in a different country, so they have the best of both worlds. But I wanted to, that for them to learn what, what I learned from my ancestors, and I wanted them to learn positive principles. I wanted them to learn the scriptures. I wanted them to learn life skills and, and to pretty much prioritize the food for the soul, if you will. Yeah. So for me, that is what it comes to. I know that in order for a child to fully, um, I, I would say, embrace their potential, they have to be given roots and wings. And I knew that with homeschooling, you can give both. Yeah. So, I mean, how have you, how has uh, your parents, I mean, you said that they kind of had a hard time with this. And I can't imagine <laughs> the paradigm shift coming from like, you know, completely different situation to this idea of all of a sudden, you know, like you said, you're the teacher and the leader of all of these things, which I, I think it's amazing. Um, I'm really kind of surprised sometimes when people that come from other nations don't homeschool more because uh, you do get to keep a portion of their those roots, you know, those. Yes, yes. That that they would lose in uh, they would lose that identity going to public school. You can you know you can continue to kind of give them that those uh, those roots of where you come from and kind of that cultural background too. Um, yes. Anyway, so I think that's just amazing. But you know, I mean, have your parents? Have they kind of come around and and they understand it or? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's been interesting because I've always been the the round peg in the square hole. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I started a business when I was seven years old, and I I was you know learning English in a town where very few people spoke it, and um, so they kind of know the daughter they've got. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that that the reason more people don't homeschool is fear. And I think that it, it takes a lot of courage to be different. Um, and I think it takes a lot of courage to, to go, uh, to, to go against the flow, if you will. And so for me, um, that is something that I, I haven't had a lot of struggle with, but if somebody in the audience is struggling with that, um, I have a quote that I always refer to um, from Albert Einstein. And he said that everybody's a genius. So every child is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, then it'll spend its entire life believing that, that he's stupid. Yeah. That's his quote. And so basically... You know, we are uniquely made. And when I thought about, okay, if I'm going to be my children's teacher, um, I have to think about, uh, you know, being a single mom, a sole provider, not ever knowing, um, you know, or not ever teaching kids and going against the flow and having to explain myself because, you know, Sometimes you do need to explain yourself and, <laughs> and talk to people about it. Um, but, you know, when you, we think about it, all of that is nothing compared to the joy that we receive when we know what our kids are learning. Yeah. We know where our kids, um, you know, what their, their weaknesses are, and we help them focus on their strengths. Um, and something that you said, Rebecca, is amazing that you mentioned the word identity. Um, and I know you were talking about the ancestry and, and roots in that sense, but I think one identity that our children sometimes lose uh, if we don't spend enough time with them is their identity as a daughter or, or son of God. Exactly. And, and yes, so, so I think that when we um, help them understand who they are, 
we need a lot of time to do this. And and when we homeschool, we have this time. We have those teaching or teachable moments in which they can come to us and when we see them interact with their siblings, which has, I think it has been one of my my favorite benefits of, of homeschooling so far is to see that they learn together, they they interact, and, and it's a real relationship that they're developing because it's not just at recess. Um, it's all day long. They're, they're practicing their, their manners. They're practicing their um, social skills. They're practicing their Christ-like behavior. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I, I think that the paradigm is is there. I think when we focus, like I said, in the treasure, when we focus on what we get, um, then we have the strength to go on. Uh, one of my favorite sayings out there is that it takes time and pressure to make diamonds. Yes. Well, and speaking of pressure and the struggles that we have as homeschoolers, um, one of the advantages that I think that we have, and maybe you can expound upon this, is that, you know, sometimes we feel like if we have um, days that are like there's a lot of tension and there's arguing and, you know, all of this stuff isn't going perfectly. We have this vision in our mind of like Mary Poppins you know, that comes in and, and t- teaches this wonderful lesson and everyone's smiling and it's all happy when we don't don't have days like that that are perfect, we want to give up. Um, what do you think about, I mean, in, in that experience, and then also how how practicing having to be together and get along as families, because I think we can all behave ourselves better in front of yeah. strangers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how does that help us grow? And how does that help our children grow? Well, um, I, I love your all of your questions in one question. <laughs> Um, because, you know, I think that, that the key to the struggles is that some of them are actually just perceived struggles. So I uh, have this friend or frenemy, if you will, <laughs> and I call her my inner bully. And so she has five different things that she likes to do in my head. She <laughs> likes to compare. She likes to complain. She likes to compete. She likes to condemn and she likes to criticize. So that little voice in my head, I, you know, I spent my entire day slaying that dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, that Mary Poppins picture, well, you know, I really love that movie, but it is not realistic. (laughs) And I, I had to forsake of that vision, as you called it, because it's one of those hallucinations that we don't want to ever have and if, <laughs> and if she comes to us or or you know like the inner bully comes at me you know we have to shush it is that woman doesn't exist in real life and if we think that somebody has it all together out there then we are you know i think that we are mandatory um, our mandatory thing to do is to ask them Yes. Some, sometimes they, you know, I say, "Oh, look at Rebecca. She's amazing, <laughs> and she has this." And but if I would ask you, I'm I'm sure we would both share all of our things that that bother us, that annoy us, that frustrate us, that makes us stressed out. So we all have those things. Yes. As smiley as we look, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as, as as positive as we are, I always say that people don't drown from falling in the water they all fall in the water they just drown because they stay there and they don't swim out oh i love that <laughs> yeah so you know you and i we're just swimming out <laughs> we're falling in the water as many times as other moms out there so i think that that that's my thing you know if you think that somebody out there is perfect woman wonder woman or has it all together ask her you will be put in your place <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all are always comparing our worst to somebody else's best. Yes. <laughs> so. Amen. <laughs> yeah, so, but but I think you know the truth set us sets us free. So if we ask and if we really ask deeply within ourselves and if we ask 
God, you know, for, for guidance, then we can find out that that's not true, that, that we all struggle, that we all have those dark days, that, that people argue, that, you know, people don't get along at times. And it is working and navigating through those issues in the, day, in the daily grind that we get out of it. And, and actually our relationships get stronger. And to go and tie into the second question that you asked, that is what helps us socialize and, and behave and and conform to to the to the rules of of society to become better citizens to to be better people is because we um, experience those conflicts. So one of the things that I always say is that, and, and you read that in my introduction, is that our pain becomes our purpose that we can learn ahas and and lessons from our pain that lead us to to improvement because there is an opposition there if we don't know how to disagree how are we going to learn to agree and if you don't know the pain you can't know the joy necessarily either so Absol- absolutely so, exactly yeah. So because of that dark moment that I explained earlier, that's when I saw the light of my children. Of course, I loved them before and they were my purpose before, but I didn't really comprehend that until that happened. Yes. Before we go on, let us take a minute and hear about our sponsors. Hey, Firestarters. Are you looking for a new way to listen to The Luminous Mind? Try listening on Stitcher. Haven't heard of Stitcher? Think of it as radio on demand. You can listen to The Luminous Mind anytime, anywhere. There is no downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. Just stream your favorite podcasts such as The Luminous Mind. Stitcher is available on iOS, Android, Nook, iPad, and also from your favorite internet browser. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store. And make sure you rate and review The Luminous Mind. So together we can continue to light minds on fire and change the paradigm of education. Welcome back to The Luminous Mind with Alina Fernandez, the positive mom. So as a single mom, (laughs) I mean, how did you provide for your family and then decide to homeschool? I mean, how did you turn into a mom? I can't even say it. Mompreneur. Mompreneur. (laughs) Yeah, you can say mom entrepreneur. (laughs) That's what I had to do earlier, but it sounds (laughs) sillier to try to stretch it out. (laughs) Yeah, and and it's crazy. Because a, a lot of people don't like to, you know, kind of put mom entrepreneurs in a box. But I like I like it because I have a purpose to to work with moms. So I like to I like to kind of put us together in a community. Um, so to answer your question, well, I I had to get a job, um, which <laughs> wasn't my 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 dream. It wasn't my dream job. I had. I have had dream jobs in the Dominican Republic before I moved here to to have babies uh, after I married their dad. But um, but at that moment, I had to get whatever I you know got my hands on pretty much. And uh, of course, my brother sent me his life savings. So it was a, a, a an effort uh, from people that weren't in this country. I remember my my sister was the one that sent my resume faxed from the Dominican Republic to Florida where I was <laughs> searching for a job. Um, but basically what I did is that I knew um, that that job was a stepping stone and that my employer was my investor in my dream because I knew that whenever I left my kids at the um, daycare facility, even though I trusted them and love them till this day, and and I think it's a great service and a, a great a- alternative, but for me it meant, li- you know, leaving my heart behind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, I knew that I needed to start a business, and I was already 
uh, I would say, bit by the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, even though I wasn't planning to do it so soon, I thought, you know, they were going to go to school at five years old and I was going to... When you had time. Yes, <laughs> exactly. In my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> so things turned out quite differently. And, and basically what I did is I, I started working on creating this business. And one day I took the leap and uh, quit my job and started working from home. Um, I started doing designing websites and, and doing marketing. Um, and one of the things that I want you to know is that remember that vision that I had at seven years old and how I needed to know English because that was how I was going to get everything in life and the joy and the balance and the success. Yeah. Well, it was actually the only thing that I actually had going for me at that time in terms of the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because I didn't have a lot of experience here, I was educated in a different country. So um, I didn't have a lot of experience um, or any experience in the workplace here, but I knew English. So that vision came true. And then as I started putting effort in my dream and, and working from home and being with my kids, I taught them how to speak Spanish. So I, I had already done a little schooling. And then they went to private school. And, and that's when I figured out, you know, they, they're growing apart and they they really don't have enough time, even though I have all this freedom as an entrepreneur uh, of making my own hours and I can be there for the activities. I don't have the 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 soul to soul time with my girls and in scripture studies rushed in the morning and and breakfast is you know served in the car <laughs> and, <laughs> you know so things like that started planting a seed in my heart that there had to be another way. Um, and even though I was a single mom at that time and I was working from home, I, I still had a lot of things that, that I had to figure out how to make them happen, how to adjust. And, and I had to take a lot of time off for work so that I could kind of implement the and, and get used to the homeschooling. So that's kind of how it evolved. And, and I saw it come full circle because I really wanted to teach my children. That's, that's why I created this business so I could be with them. And believe it or not, school was kind for them at that moment what work was for me when they were in daycare. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. School was taking them away from me so many hours so it was like we did a reverse. I had the freedom now, but they didn't. And so that's what what created this this desire in me to find an alternative so that I could be present in all of the moments, not the ones that that are scheduled. You know, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that the teacher I, decides that you can come to type. Of thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I, I wanted to be there. I mean, I, I remember my children losing, you know, their first tooth at school and I wasn't there and and I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, yeah, you, you know, my craziness now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I kind of want to move into your website and your blog and what services you offer for families. Like, um, was the inspiration for that blog the fact you were homeschooling or was there another reason? And then tell us the services that you hope or that you do offer families and mothers on that. Well, you know, I think that, that the clear thing for me is that from your pain, you realize your purpose. And from the pain that I went through, um, these different experiences have served me and they haven't robbed me or, of anything. They actually taught me many lessons. And so I wanted to give back and pay it forward because I feel so blessed that in those moments in which I needed it, you know, God has, has put people and places and visions and, and all kinds of things in my head. Um, to to know what to do or to know where to turn or to know 
what the next step was or, or people to help and serve. So I wanted to pay it forward. I wanted to, to really give back. And that's why I created the blog. I, I've been blogging for 10 years now, but I, I wasn't blogging for moms until my grandfather died and he was 99 years old. Oh, wow. Yes. And he was, he's the most inspirational and sweet and, and amazing man I've ever met. And so he, he blessed so many people and, and I couldn't go to his funeral because he was in the Dominican Republic and I couldn't go at that time. And it was really, really hard for me. Um, and so I had an idea. I said, you know, I want to keep him alive. I want to leave a legacy like he did. I want to help others. And so I remember one of the quotes that I like is, your light is God's gift to you, and using it to bless others is your gift to God. That is wonderful. <laughs> yes. So that's what I decided to do. I decided, you know, if I'm using all this social media tools and blogs and everything why don't I use it to empower the people that like me have been through this pain and and to to tell them what I wish somebody would have told me and to share the things I wish somebody would have shared in that moment and or that did share because you know I, I think it takes a village to raise a child and I can't certainly take credit for everything that that has happened. It has been teamwork, you know, and, and God has put so many angels in my life. Um, so basically, that's why I created my blog to, to as a gift to God <laughs> 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 for how awesome He is. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of services do you help families with, or mothers in particular? Yes, I. So I actually, because I was able to start a business from home and publish books and and create my public speaking um, products and and just different things to monetize my stay-at-home mom journey (laughs) (laughs) because I had to be very creative and and market myself and brand myself. I have coaching programs and and different um, groups and, and membership sites in which I help moms do the same. So basically, if you're a mom who wants to bring a little income to the house or you want to quit your job because you, like me, you don't want to spend the time away from your family or maybe you want to homeschool but you have a day job or you're just someone who really is lacking purpose or, or wants something greater that you want to do to influence the world, to impact the people that you love most and to to make more income, that's the kind of uh, products that I offer and, and coaching programs. Those sound wonderful and extremely useful in our day and age when, I mean, there are a lot of moms that may be single that, um, that want to do this sort of lifestyle that we have and, yes. and that definitely can make it happen. What successes have you seen? through your blog and through helping other women? Oh my, I have seen so many of them and, and, and this just, I think that the main thing is not so much the income that comes with it, but it is how empowered they are and then to see the kids, how they become entrepreneurs and they <laughs> want to be like mom and dad because, you know, I think that the coolest thing for me has been to see my kids you know, they want to be like me. And in a world of so many celebrity role models that I can't even keep up with or anything like that, not that I try to anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, so many fake superheroes and made-up role models and our kids to want to be like us, I think that's the best thing to achieve. And so um, that's a lot of what I see from moms that take charge and start taking better care of themselves or, or following their dreams or creating systems and putting systems in place to make their life better. I want to share real quick that um, the people for, some people from my church uh, showed up 
I think it was on Saturday and it was late and I still was in my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> and so I opened the door and I was so excited to see them because I love people. And so my daughter said, well, after they left, my daughter said, Mom, I'm so proud of you. And I said, why, honey? I mean, of course, there are so many things. <laughs> Just kidding. But she said, you know, you uh, let them in even though you weren't looking your best. <laughs> and I was so happy that she saw that and that she said that because sometimes we put looks first or image first and relationship last or second. Yeah. And so, so, you know, those things that, that help us just savor the day. And like I say, I'm, I always say I'm a, a Martha trying to be a Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically that, that's what I, love to see um and and of course the financial also helps because so many people don't have the opportunity to to give better experiences and meals and and materials for their kids education yeah because it is an all-encompassing thing i mean absolutely you're you're able to provide um, financial security but there's other things that matter too i mean kind of like we talked about the spiritual side Yes. And uh, and then also the the physical sides of good food and you know plenty of rest and those type of things too that, that absolutely that can help with. So what are some? I mean, we'll come back more back to you now. What are some successes that you feel like you've seen personally, like with homeschooling? I mean, what benefits have you guys gained from homeschooling? Wow, um, the list is really long. <laughs> so let's see, whatever, these are not the most important, they just popped into my head first, because I, I think that, that homeschooling has probably been one of the top three best decisions of my life. And I, I really believe that it was something that God directed me to do. I think that it has really impacted my family and that it made possible the vision that I had to be a positive mom. And the reason I say that is because it has helped me personally to be a, be a better mom, to know my children's, to, to uh, my children's talents and to identify their weaknesses so that I can help them, but also to see a mirror of myself so that I can be better. Yeah, uh, there's nobody to blame. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You actually, can't blame a teacher or... <laughs> yes, exactly. No, it, it's, you know, it's something, actually, we have a, a rule, a no blame, no compare, and no perfection rule in our home. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I really think that that it's amazing how the dynamics change. And to to illustrate this with a tangible, you know, we get along better we're closer, we eat together all the time, we pray together, we have uh, our own perspective of learning, um, which means that we, uh, we all have a voice. It is not what it says there. We, we each get to learn and experience. So I think, you know, we're all the teacher and we're all the student. Yeah, it's, it's so enriching. Uh, no enriching program, enrichment program out there can top that. And um, the life skills that the, the children learn are incredible. Um, they learn to be, it's kind of an apprenticeship. Yeah, it really rather, is. <laughs> yes, yes, rather than, than school. And, and I know that, that basically everything they, they know and learn, we learn from each other. And, and we're able to take that out in the world. And my biggest success is, is that my girls are authors. They're speaker, they, they, they speak to children and help them with self-esteem. They paint. They play the piano. They sing. They, they just follow their passions. They're happy. They're, they're successful. They're confident. They love learning, which I think is the best gift we can give a, a, a child or, or, or a student is that they love to learn and that they love to, to, um, to focus on their strengths. Yeah. Uh, and, and just to end this, I think that the best, best, best gift probably is to keep an eternal perspective. 
when we're when we're reading, when we're learning, when we're studying. Yes, exactly. To go back to kind of my beginning comment, uh, so many moms make the I can't because I'm not this or I'm not that. I think that's one of the wonderful things about homeschooling that I'm kind of gleaning from what you're saying is that you can become that. I mean, yes. um, you know, we we'll, we can become patient. We can become good teachers just because we're there, like learning with our children. Um, yeah. I think our, our mindset changes. I mean, we don't become so direction focused, like you're just there pointing out what the children should do. You're all there working together, you know, and, and trying to get through that, that process together. Yes. And definitely it takes it um, more of what we've been raised with, with like this lecture mentality to more Mm -hmm. like listening to your children and then they listen to you. (laughs) Yes. And and, and actually, that's a good point, Rebecca, because actually it 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 establishes your relationship, um, not as a disciplinarian, but as a facilitator. I think that... uh, I don't know if that's your experience, but I think that as homeschooled children, they are more willing to listen to you because they, you're their teacher. Yeah. And there's not this crazy tantrum. And if they do, it is easier to go back to, to the normal, quote unquote. Um, I think that the homeschooling is, is really the best tool for shaping a, a kid's character. Yes. Well, and I, I, we had days when, especially at the very beginning, when um, we would, I mean, oh, just horrible. I mean, we'd end up, I was crying and they're crying and stuff. <laughs> but there was no, um, I remember, um, you know, storming out the door and not having to face that with my parents, you know, going off to school and I could sit and yeah. complain about them to all of my friends and stuff because of some argument that we'd had. It, you, you really, it forces you to work through stuff that, yeah. that, uh, otherwise you're just, you know, ignoring and you become more. So I think I've probably gone on and on, but I can. <laughs> no, no, I understand because that's really what I was saying with the drowning. If you get thrown in the water, or fall in the water, you don't swim out, then you're going to drown. And, and we're thrown in this conflict. So the things that we experience in our home, if we don't work through it, then it's going to continue. Like you said, you can't go away. You can't ignore it. it, it you can't, you know, change teachers next year. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't blame the teacher. <laughs> yes, and, and so. your classmate is not going to ever move away. <laughs> do a transfer so like you said yeah it, i completely agree with Facing you things straight on yeah. all right <laughs> so what are some long-term goals that you have for yourself and your girls well i want to do you know i they already know spanish and i they learn they're bilingual then they learn in both languages um but i want to do um an immersion type of learning with them. I, there are some languages that I don't know and I want to learn. So I think that um, that we can do kind of an ag- adventure together yeah, and like go that. learn a language. I also want to just continue to do more uh, more school outdoors. So those are some of the things that I, that I have planned. But really, the only goal that I have every day, uh, which is not long term, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of it kind of leads me to to the long term goal is that every day if we become a little closer that if if we become a little better if we become a little more you know a little wiser then uh, the destination is clear and and so I I just want to make sure that that they are going to be good citizens be good moms and and be good human beings yeah. Yeah. Well, and each and every day is a strive forward. I mean, you can always uh, have that goal way out there, but in reality, you have to be living that goal every day in order to to have that happen. Absolutely. So what advice or encouragement would you give to somebody who's just starting out? I I would say just follow your instinct. And the reason I say that is because... It, it is your instinct. It is your your 
conviction that's that's leading you or driving you to homeschool. Um, you were giving this child because you're the best mom for that child. Uh, and you know what he or she need, needs. So basically just follow that. Um, I always call myself a mompreneur. So there's another tongue twister for you. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I put the prey in, in the middle instead of P-R-E is P-R-A-Y. And the reason I do that is because it's it takes kind of a prayer at a time. Every time you're going to say something or handle a, a situation, if you have a prayer in your heart, I think things go smoothly. Um, immediately, things get into focus. And so I think that, you know, your motherhood instinct and that constant prayer are the best curriculum in yes. the world. Yeah. So if you're starting to homeschool, that's the best curriculum, that's the best method, that's the best environment. You know, whatever you feel it, it is the right thing, that's the right thing. Of course, you know, we learn from other people and I think mentorship is great. But the the very core thing, you can reject or accept any type of information. It, it is up to you. Yes. Well, and uh, sometimes we discount it just uh, as a thought, as just that, that it's just a thought. But really, that thought has been placed there. I mean, it's an inspiration. It's an intuition. I mean, whatever you want to call it, that spiritual, that spiritual inclination, it's there for a reason. And we need to entertain it and really draw from that, that that you wouldn't be thinking that just just to be thinking it. (laughs) Yes, I think that every thought deserves an inquiry. Yeah, like where does that come from? And yeah, exactly. It's, is this crazy or is this possible? Like that what if that I talked about? Yeah. What if? What if this is something? And what if I could follow that? What if this is crazy? Yeah. So. And a lot of people they do the what ifs and they put failure words in there. But what yes. if? What if doing it be creates something better than we ever thought? You yes. Know? So. Well, I think I think that's a good point, Rebecca. I think that that the failure is also good. I think that we need to embrace opposition and say, what if this is not good? But what if it is good? So explore everything. Why not? Yeah. And what if it's even better? So yes. <laughs> what we can imagine. So <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> so do you have a favorite book or resource that you'd like to share? Um, let's see. My favorite book. I think that if we're having... Um, I would say failure thoughts or or defeating thoughts. I think that a good book that I've read and and I always read probably once every year is uh, a manual of the warrior of light, and that's by Paulo Coelho. I have never heard of that book. I know that's why I'm mentioning it. (laughs) (laughs) It is it is such a treasure. I read it in Spanish. And I found out that it was in English not long ago. And it is just amazing because it, it deals with all of those things that, that bring us down. Um, and my main name's uh, last last name is uh, Guerrero, which means warrior. And I just loved the name of it. And when I read it, I marked and highlighted every single page, every single paragraph and double marked it and everything <laughs> because it is uh, very motivating. And, and and when we feel defeated or like we want to throw in the towel or just uh, give up, that's a great book to, to read. And of course, um, if you want to go to the scriptures, I think that every day I need my dose of scriptures first thing in the morning or my my day is just not the same. That's yeah, yeah that's 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 where I really um, get my inspiration every day and yeah. my motivation is it's during my power hour of reading by myself and reading with my family. Thank you. Okay, but I don't want to say goodbye. <laughs> I've really enjoyed talking to you. But before we say goodbye, do you have a, a, maybe a favorite quote that you like to share, some final parting words? And then, of course, give us your contact information of how we can get in touch with you. Of course. Well, my favorite uh, motto is be positive and you will be powerful, which means that when you find the positive 
and the thing that you can be grateful for, then you access inner power to take the next step and to get everything you ever wanted. And my website is thepositivemom.com and there you can connect with me virtually everywhere online. Um, so I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what a wonderful mentor you are. I mean, you're uh, be positive and you will be powerful. I mean, that shines and it comes out of you. <laughs> so, okay. so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Rebecca. It was an honor. It's, it's so amazing. Fun. <laughs> Please keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to The Luminous Mind. To learn more about Alina and her blog, go to our show notes, theluminousmind.net. Also, be sure to become a subscriber to our free email list so you can receive our weekly audio blog, The Spark. We would love to have you join our program. Do so by going to the scheduling tab and become a fire starter today. Help support the podcast by making all your Amazon purchases through the free Amazon widget on our website, theluminousmind.net. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Google+. Get our audio content on YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. Leave us a review. Tell us how we can help you so together we can continue to light minds on fire and change the paradigm of education. 